This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's Nance losing it in the paint. Hardaway picks it up, and he is off to the races, and so is Josh Green, who catches the alley-oop and finishes. Boy, they love Josh Green. Yeah, Mike, before you start running down Tim Hardaway, what a great play that was by him. Yeah, it was. He also made three shots. So that was good, man. Those three <laughs> was it, was counted. It eight out of 18? Three out of 18. Fan- Joey Gallo. Fantastic. The Joey Gallo of basketball. But it's a W and Josh Green. Okay, I want to talk about Josh Green, but I just want to carry over a conversation. Friend we were- of the show, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. He said the S word. And he it- tried to practice the other day, but yeah, they locked they him out. locked him out of the facility is did you think or at what point did you think the Mavs were going to lose? Because they had a, was it 27 or was it 30 that was the highest lead? It was a gigantic lead. Yeah. They're up by 19 going into the fourth. Yeah. Did you think they were going to lose that game? Yes. I, if, I did if, too. If the Pelicans had a challenge, it, the, the Mavericks had, they got trapped in the corner, couldn't get the ball in. You know, they kept like taking these like long shots that were clanging. And the Pelicans kept driving it and scoring. I'm like going, this is not going to end well for the Mavs. I thought with four minutes to go, they were going to blow it. I was yeah. like, they're going to blow this game, aren't they? Yeah. And that was a right around when Leon Wood wasn't watching the guy in the corner <laughs> shoot the ball. Yeah. And he starts jogging up the court, and the guy's laying on the ground. And he's like, it must have been a foul. And he made two out of three. And I think that made it like 89 to 101. And right about then, I'm like, Seems like the refs are rooting for the Pelicans and the Mavs are playing horrible basketball yeah. here. How about this? Dinwiddie and Dinwiddie's having a solid year. I'm he not going to rag on Dinwiddie, but this is the stat. Dinwiddie and Hardaway Jr. last night went 7 of 37 from the floor. Thank God Dinwiddie was hitting his free throws or else you do lose that game. That yeah. That is a And Josh Green had a huge three. I can't remember what it made the score, but it was like a four. I think it was a four-point game or a six-point game, and he either took it to a seven-point lead or a nine-point lead, and that was huge because Hardaway was trying his best to lose the game. He was like, if you give me the ball, <laughs> right. I will jack it up. Even if there's 40 seconds left in the game and there's 16 seconds left on the shot clock, I'm open. What do you, what do you want me to do? It reminds me of... When the story of Josh Hamilton, when he had gone up to the plate and he was either 0 for 4 or 0 for 5. And in those four to five at bats, he saw four to five pitches. He literally swung at the first pitch every time. And the game is over. The the game has been somewhat decided. And Rudy Jaramillo, who's the hitting coach, goes, Josh, I just want you to go up there and I want you to take the first pitch. I want you to time it and I want you to see the first pitch. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm asking you to do. Don't swing at the first pitch for your fifth or sixth at bat. Let's just see it. And the first pitch comes, he pops it up, and he comes back to the dugout, and he looks right at Rudy goes, I can't help myself. And I feel like that's Tim Hardaway Jr. when he touches a basketball. Wow. I just can't help myself. It, it, got, it got problematic at the end. I, I mean, with, but with Josh Green, the, the, the way that he was able to play 
you know, uh, defense on Brandon Ingram yeah. in those last couple possessions. I mean, he was the only one out there that I'm thinking, okay, please don't foul, please don't foul, but, you know, stay tight, stay tight. And he did. He was able to kind of, you know, and I think that's the great thing about Josh Green. You're just starting to see even more growth from him as a player. The shots, you know, his ability to play defense, the energy he plays with, I, I think that's I think that's really what uh, – you know, the Mavericks clearly, clearly need from him. Yeah, and the defensive thing, I th- I felt like was his big selling point coming out of the draft. Like, that was, whoa. that was, yeah. You guys follow that NBA draft far yeah. more than me. And I, I think that's what everybody, Rick Carlisle will tell, well, very good defensive player, tough guy, you know, tough kid. All that. I'm like, how about all the other stuff? I think he's developed a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, because we were, I, I liked the pick when they made it because I liked Josh Green. I was hoping for Tyrese Maxey. I know Sadiq Bay. I watched Bay play the other night. That would have been a good pick too. At, I was at the I was at the game, and I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I think this is the guy that the K and C. I think yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's a, physically he's a good looking kid. You're like going, hmm, that would have been a good pick. You know, would have been nice. Would have yeah. been. I mean, we told Donnie to his face. Yeah. Here's the good deal though. Josh Green is starting to play to a level that you're not going to be that upset about that pick. Yeah. You say hey, you can always look at it and go, I know initially it's not gonna... you were right yeah, for yeah. sure. The last yeah. two years, you're like son of a gun. Tyrese Maxey's turning into a star, Maxie, yeah. Yeah. and you're like you had that chance. But now that Josh Green is starting to turn into your hey, third players? best yeah. player, I'm, I'm assuming Luke is number one, Dinwiddie's number two, and Josh Green is turning into your third best player on your team? Do you take Wood out of the rotation because you think he's not going to be here? I'm seriously... No, 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 it's a good... I think that the Mavs would say they like Green more than Wood. I agree. I think... I do like... I do like 20 and 10. I get that there's flaws in Christian Wood's yeah. game, but uh, I just lean towards... Uh, Josh Green at this point, and I said it yesterday, I'll say it again because my son was said, oh, I watched you on YouTube. He's watching on YouTube right now because they're out of school. And he said, you said that Josh Green's going to be the next Jalen Brunson. And I said, well, no, not necessarily. He needs to become our next Jalen yeah, Brunson, a different help, style yeah. player, but he has to become our borderline all-star because yeah. there's not really anybody else on the team that can maybe elevate their game to that level. Where do you guys, and, and, and you guys cover the NBA really, really well. I enjoy listening when you guys talk about it. Where do you put basketball IQ on your list when you're looking at players? I mean, I think you can see what the Mavericks think about that, right? Like, that is one of the fair unfair. That is one of the knocks that they have against Christian Wood. I I think that's a high, high priority. I put it high, but I was listening to you, Brian, yesterday, and I agree with this. Give me a dumb player who gets 20 and 10 over, I'm going to assume Dwight Powell's a really smart basketball player. But he's played 40 playoff games. And in those 40 playoff games, you have to sit him on the bench almost every game going, he can't compete at this level. Yeah. It's it's too high of a level. When we eliminate the worst 14 teams in the NBA and they start scouting us and playing us night after night, he can't play in this league. So I would rather have a dumb guy who's going to get me 18 and 8 for 25 minutes than a smart guy who's going to get me three points and two rebounds in 12 minutes a game. Okay, if you could have a low IQ guy... John Collins or Christian Wood? I think they're the same guy. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here. Because but- that's the vibe I'm getting talking to people. I ask, 
Well, why why is Atlanta interested in moving on? And the first thing everybody says is low IQ guy. Plus, he gets hurt. Like, I will yeah, tell you, like, Christian Wood's out right now, and I know there's thought that he might bounce back sooner rather than later, but he gets hurt, and so does John Collins. I don't know if it's soaked in to Christian Wood or not. That would be a question for Jason Kidd. Have you sitting him on the bench, bringing him off the bench, not letting him play the last five minutes of NBA basketball games, all the things you did to him the first 30 games, how much did that help? Because I think you're going to have to go over that process all over again if you trade for John Collins. So if you're like, all right, I'm getting rid of Christian Wood. I'm bringing in John Collins, who I think are very similar players. Am I going to have to go through another 30-game process to sit him on the bench, to not play him in the fourth quarter, to really give him tough love to say, if you don't do it my way, you will not get your way. And so I don't know, like, does Jason Kidd want to go through that process again of punishing a guy to try to get him to play basketball the style he wants him to play. So you guys all think he's the same player. So a I trade, do. A trade like that for the Mavs does nothing for you. Exactly, because I don't think it really doesn't to me because I also wonder about the tolerance level for John Collins. John Collins at least been on a team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago, whereas Christian Wood, like, I think he tolerates it more. I, this is just speculation because he's been on crap team after oh, no, crap that's, team. Th- that was the, the selling point to Christian Wood when they brought him in. Like, that Christian Wood told everybody, hey, listen, I, I, I've i been on bad teams. I don't want to be a guy that's known as a good player on bad teams. So that he was going to come in and try. Because, Mike, I know listening to you earlier uh, when, when this all went down, earlier in the year before the season, or when they got Christian Wood, it was that kind of that that little bit of a, a, a talk about him and, you know, how he fits and where he, you know, where he really is. Like, oh, here's a player that's very super talented, but, you know, he's always been on bad teams. How do you, you know, how do you, uh, you know, get that guy to, you know, be like, is he missing workouts? Is he skipping on you? Sure. Is he a bad teammate? You know, there were some of those whispers. Yeah. And and to your point, you're not wrong. Your, your sources on that was absolutely spot on. Well, and I, I do like what he gives you. Uh, statistic-wise. I get there's things that statistic-wise you don't get. Like, how many times does he screw up your defense because he doesn't know what the defensive rotations are, what the pick-and-roll situation is with, if this player has the ball and this player's picking, how are we going to defend this? And I get that Christian Wood might not care at all about that situation, and it hurts your defense uh, overall. But I would like to keep him, but to the John Collins point, If the Mavericks are not willing, and it sounds like they are not, they are not willing to go to four years and $77 million on Christian Wood. That is under $20 million a year. If John Collins is the same player around the same age, he's a year or two younger, I believe, I think two years younger, and he's making $24 million a year over the next three years, that doesn't make sense to me. If you traded for John Collins, you're going to pay five more million per year than what you could offer... Christian Wood, so you're going to get the same player, pay him more right. money? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. If in, if you want John Collins, you already have him. How much concern, like, I, I know what we were focused on. I just wanted to ask, how much concern about Lucas' foot to go along the way? I'm a little bit concerned, not a lot. I will say this. I do think their schedule, they're going to be underdogs in five straight games until yeah. you get to the break. So no, I think all road games. All right? road games. I think they're about to go 0-5. I know that maybe I'm negative here. I get it. But I just think 
Luca, I think, could miss a game or two, but I'm just yeah, guessing. Yeah. I have no clue. Even if he plays in those games, you're going to be underdogs on the road against Sacramento twice, Golden State, Utah, and there's one other game I'm forgetting. Clippers, maybe? Yeah, Clippers yeah. are in there. Yeah. Yeah. the Clippers. I mean, yeah. that's those are all teams that are right around your record. Some are better than you. And so, just like, it's weird because in, in the deal, they are one loss behind. No, I think they're two losses behind the 13th seed. They only have they have 25 losses the Mavs. Oklahoma City has 27 losses. Oklahoma City's in 13th place. Yeah. So like you if you lose 5 in a row, you could you could literally possibly go to 12th or 13th place in the West. But if you go 2 and 3 or 3 and 2, you're still going to probably be a 4 through 6 seed. Yeah. Whose team would you want in that situation going forward? The Mavs or the or the Thunder? I would want the Thunder because they have so many draft picks. And they lost their first overall pick, Chet right? hasn't yeah. played a game yeah, this year. Yeah. Home Home but, but you want all the picks and all the young players, right? Yeah, because I feel like I can maybe do more there. At this point, if you're going to be a team that will not pay luxury tax with a player making $45 million, I don't know how you make the team great. I'm taking C... <laughs> I'm not working off those constraints. I am taking the Dallas Mavericks because I am not bound by those same things. I'm willing to not tank a season, but what do we like to say? Organically tank a season in terms of I'm willing to take a step back and maybe be on the wrong side of the treadmill of mediocrity because then you can get back some of your assets. And then I'm considering all things because the dumbest thing I keep seeing when people are talking about trading Tim Hardaway, which we'll get to in a little bit, is like, well, you're going to take a step back. And I'm like, great. And I also get salary off the book for two and a half years. Done. So I think I would take the Mavs because I got the guy to build around. I just, I understand with the Luka thing and all that. I just, it's, you watch Oklahoma City play and they're kind of like, they're kind of a fun team. They are a fun team. They're a fun team. And you're thinking like, okay, who has the better future? You know, maybe the better future is with, you get through this year, you get Luca, and then you try and do stuff with what you always talk about with those picks. You have four yeah. first-round draft picks. So whenever you see the mega deals, it's your four first-round draft picks and your swaps. And so the Mavericks will now, assuming they don't finish in the top 10, which, again, who the hell knows? You can convey that pick onto the Knicks and be ready to roll. Can they really get guys to come here and play with Luca? If they're off the ball, guys, that's why I think searching for a, a really quality big, you might be better off with that. Not with this weather. Like a DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> right. DeAndre Ayton might be better than getting a bat. wing who's I like, I don't want to stand true. in the corner and watch you dance with the basketball for 18 seconds. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.